For almost three years, Jay Murdoch has spent much of his time perusing the halls of the Farmer School of Business at Miami University. And yet, there's a good chance that you've never even seen him. I'd rather people I take pictures of never know I'm even there until they see it on Instagram. Murdoch says that he considers himself to be the storyteller of the farmer school. Every day, he takes pictures, shoots videos, writes stories, and runs its social media. I do a walk around the building about three, four times a day. Take the camera, go down to the basement, and I'll walk up and down the hallways, going up back up to the third floor. I'm your host, Skylar Perry, and on this episode of Behind the Brick, I talk with the photographer, former journalist, family man, and storm chaser, Jay Murdoch. So when did you start taking photographs? I got my first camera when I was 15 years old. I took up photography because I wanted to meet girls. I was under the impression that girls liked to be photographed and therefore this was a way for me to go. That did not exactly work out and I found that I really enjoyed taking pictures and especially doing darkroom work. And then from there it just kept going. What did you like about darkroom work? The creation. You could take a literal blank piece of paper throw some light and shadow on it, and and it, it just appeared in front of you in the, in the developer. It's not the same with digital. You don't, Your hands don't smell like fixer afterwards, so, you know. So when you were younger, did you want to be, like, a full-time photographer? Did you have a dream career? I wanted to be a storm chaser. I wanted to go work for the National Severe Storms Research Center in Norman, Oklahoma, and I was set to go to Purdue University to meteorology and then become a meteorologist. And then I realized that they wanted 12 credit hours of physics and I was getting a C in high school physics. So I pivoted, I went to Bowling Green and got a degree in photojournalism and I learned just enough about TV news to get hired by a station in Toledo. And what station was that? That was WTVG Channel 13. We were, it was a, owned by a bankrupt company at the time. So we had equipment that was always falling apart and held together with bailing wire. And then ABC Network Company bought us about halfway through the time I was there, and suddenly we had all brand new equipment. It was all shiny, everything worked, and it was fantastic. Can you fill me in more on your career in news and journalism? What did you like about doing that? I started out working the overnight shift in Toledo, and that's where I picked up being able to listen to police scanners, and I realized I had an ear for breaking news. And then when I went to South Carolina, they had a helicopter, and that was fun. Had a nose camera, you just sat in the back with a, with a little console and a TV and you could cover news from a thousand feet up and it was perfect. I love that part of it. What was your favorite and least favorite part about your old job? Favorite part was knowing things before everyone else did. That was the fun part. The death and destruction would get to you after a while though. I saw a lot of death back in those days and I'd like to think it didn't wear on me all that much, but it's going to wear on you. So what was the transition like going from a kind of faster paced news environment to your job now where you know you like to sit back and kind of blend in a little bit more? It's been wonderful. I didn't realize how stressful TV news was until I wasn't doing it anymore. I miss the concept of news. I, I will always consider myself a journalist, but you will not get me back into a traditional newsroom ever again. <laughs> As for your job at Farmer, what's your favorite, least favorite part? I don't know that I have a least favorite. And maybe that's because there was so much to dislike about the old job, or this is just a fun place for someone like me to be. The stories are fun. I learn stuff all the time here that I know nothing about. I don't have to do exams. I don't have to write, do presentations. I just get to observe. And that's a lot of fun. Even though you mentioned you kind of try to blend in when you're taking your photos and gathering your marketing content, 
do you still feel connected to the students at all? They're kind of like my children. I want them to succeed because they are part of something that I think is important. And, you know, this might be a personality issue on my part, but I've always closely identified with the places I work. And so whatever I can do to tell people that, hey, look what they're doing, look at the cool things they're doing, that's beneficial in my eye. So I've noticed with both of your careers, when you mention them, you have a large focus on people. Would you say that's true? Is that an accurate statement to make? I think most stories are about people. They're the most ever-changing subject you're going to find. Sunsets are always a little different, sunrises, clouds, so there's always a little variation there. People are always different. And you never really know what you're going to get when you photograph one or when you talk to one until you've done it. Can you tell me a little bit about like your nature photography and how did you start sharing your photos on Facebook? I ran across the uh, Oxford Talk group once I moved to town and I don't even remember which what the first one I was. It might have been one of my meteor shots and it got a lot of reaction to it and I thought, you know, if, if the moderators aren't going to tell me that I shouldn't be posting pictures in an otherwise discussion group, then maybe I have other pictures that they'll like. You must really enjoy photography to make it, you know, your, your day job, photographing farmer people, and then also have it be your hobby. It wasn't always. When I worked in TV news, there was a good 15-year span where I didn't take pictures at all because I was shooting video for the station all the time, and I just didn't take the camera out. And when my son was born, that's when I finally started getting back into it because I wanted to document him. What's he like? What's your, your family like in general? Oh, well, he's on the computer most of the time. And I'm on the computer most of the time if I'm not taking pictures. And my wife is usually reading or watching things on Netflix. But, you know, we're, we're pretty quiet, really. I mean, she spends all day teaching. So she's a physics professor, correct? Mm -hmm. Did you say you got a really bad grade in physics earlier? I had a terrible grade in physics, but the funny part for me, in addition to that, was you know those tests you take that tell you what you should do for a living when you grow up? Yes, like the online ones? Mm-hmm. Yep. University professor was what <laughs> I was supposed to be. So after it's all said and done, I marry a Miami University physics professor. How did you meet your wife? I had been doing some online dating after my first wife and I broke up. I had reached out to my wife at some point and we had a very brief conversation and then disappeared. You know, we just, it, I wouldn't say we ghosted each other, but it's in the ball ballpark of that. Then about a year later, out of the blue, she emails me and says, you know, I seem to recall you were nice. I believe that was the, her opening line. And it just, it clicked. It, 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 we felt comfortable with each other. Do you still drive out in like sea storms nowadays? Yes. What kind of storms are your favorite? Well, the kind that, that I really like to see, but you don't see around here very often, are what these so-called supercells. So, you know, you're used to standing in, outside and the wind blows on you, and it's like, oh, it's blowing in my face because I'm looking at the storm. There, the first thing that happens is all the wind comes from behind you, getting pulled into the storm at 40, 50 miles an hour. And that's just fascinating to feel. This might seem silly, but why aren't you afraid of the, like, tornadoes and everything that you capture? I don't know. <laughs> but lightning is fascinating to look at from inside a car where it's nice and safe. Um, I don't take a lot of chances beyond just being in the same area as a storm, and that's why I will never be a quote-unquote great storm chaser. Do you have a favorite photo 
that you've taken that's non-farmer? Well, the tornado pictures are probably the, the ultimate favorites, but I would say probably the one I worked the hardest on was the eclipse in 2017. I drove from Oxford to Bowling Green, Kentucky. I left at two in the morning. I drove to a mall on, in Bowling Green, which was about two, five miles inside the zone of totality. You have not seen an eclipse until you've seen one that's total. It was 70 seconds was how long the eclipse lasted. I spent 40 of those taking pictures and the other 30 just looking around at a horizon that was like it was sunrise all the way around you. But that one was, that was epic. What would you say is your biggest accomplishment? I mean, I've done a lot of things that I'm proud of. I have a, a great son. I have a large number of pictures that I'm glad I was there to take a picture of. But none of this is done yet. And so, have I really accomplished? I don't know. When do you think you'll know? About 10 seconds before I die. <laughs> <laughs> if I have enough time to realize that Oh, that, that was it. I'll try and drop you an email before it, before it goes and let you know. Thank you to Jay Murdoch for allowing me to interview him, and thank you for listening. If you'd like to see Murdoch's photos, you can find the link to his Flickr in the caption of this podcast. If you want to see a great collection of selfies and cats, dogs, storms, sunrises, sunsets, and air shows, that's, that's what you'll find there. I'm your host, Skylar Perry, and I'll see you on the next episode of Behind the Brick.